0: This is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network.
1: Podcasting to you from the soggy forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I am kind of happy that the snow is almost gone. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny.
0: And from the Columbia River Gorge, where we're getting ready for round four or five tomorrow. I'm
1: Andrew Hoffman. Booyah, you got it. What's going on, man? You got the yeah. you got like the snow apocalypse down there.
0: Yeah, we are we're at a total of uh I think altogether we had minimum two feet of snow but closer to two and a half or three feet altogether. It was a little tough to tell because the wind was blowing so hard it was drifting, so right. you know, you'd have like four feet of snow some places and six inches of snow other places. But right. yeah, exciting times. But our our power has stayed on. We're not one of the three hundred and fifty thousand people in the Portland area who lost power. But, uh, tomorrow we're supposed to get a quarter inch of ice on top of, you know, three to seven inches of snow. So that could change, but.
1: Wow. So you guys are locking down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. more or less lockdowns aside, yeah. it's uh batting down the hatches time. Cause you know, for all of our listeners in Minnesota and Michigan and Milwaukee and, uh, excuse me, Wisconsin, uh, Illinois, I'm sure you guys are all used to all this, New York. But uh, we are not out here in the Northwest. Um, I think Andrew slightly more than me up here in Seattle. Um, <clears throat> we got dumped on. Uh, Andrew got the, the, the first part of that storm down there in Hood River in the Portland area. They got it. And then uh, the next part of the storm moved through and uh, pounded us. We, get, we got hit. And I think from... Friday night through Sunday afternoon, we probably got a foot of snow, maybe a little more in spots, maybe a little less, probably up to 18 inches in some spots, a little less in other spots. Um, Just, you know, in like a crazy, just a crazy amount of snow, like basically just imagine this, you know, it's pretty easy to imagine in our area, You, you know, you hear about all that snow in uh, Seattle or excuse me, all that rain in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Just remember, just imagine that it's like 20 <laughs> degrees outside right. and here comes all that rain in Seattle and it just snows. Yes. And lo- lots of hills. Lots. And that's the problem. Seattle. Exactly. That's the problem is uh, first off, we don't have all the plows and all, we don't salt the roads because of the salmon and the, the <laughs> environmental purposes, you know, cause salmon, they can't, you know, you don't want to throw a bunch of salt in the ocean. Because
0: <laughs> they can't the handle it
1: apparently. Okay. I never really made fun of that because I don't know that I understand it, <laughs> but, but it does it does like I know the rest of the country and like you know, like Bill O'Reilly or somebody will talk talk about like in Seattle they won't even salt the roads because they're afraid it's gonna hurt the salmon who are saltwater fish. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I don't I don't I don't actually know. So whatever. It is what it is. But we have hills, we don't have plows, and stuff basically just shuts all the way down because these, these hills are not a joke. <laughs> we have crazy hills here. So, um, Anyway, uh, so we got... But, but, it, but, you know, by Monday... Monday, it was still on the ground, still pretty heavy. But it hadn't snowed. And then, you know, mid-Monday, it starts to just kind of rain. And now it's all... It's pretty much gone. I mean, I think my backyard has four or five different spots where it's still there. You know, there's a spot in the driveway. But more or less, it's gone over the last... Uh, several days you are going to get a hit again so hopefully the power stays on yeah. uh, but i hear the power is not on for everyone also just want to say hi to all the new listeners i just did that corporate report uh interview and i'm sure that there are a few people listening so that are new so this is a podcast where we start out just we, do, we don't talk about the life. weather the
0: the whole time
1: <laughs> it's a podcast where we start out just rambling about our lives but uh that's what adds a little bit of uh Local flavor to it. Um, Like I said, hopefully the power stays on where you're at. But apparently it's not staying on for our listeners or friends down in Texas. uh, I actually have family in Oklahoma. I've been in touch with them pretty frequently. Uh, They uh, don't. They have not had power outages. So um, but uh, I did speak to somebody in Texas this week who said, yeah, we're, we're experiencing rolling blackouts. And the way he described it to me. Not going to tell you what the news says or what, you know, anybody. He told me that the way it's working is they're getting 15 minutes of power and then off for 45, which sounds horrible.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, not ideal at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, well, you know, I mean, when it's cold outside, nobody needs electricity. Well, and the, so. Yeah, I guess we can,
0: I'll read this article and then we can talk a little bit about it. So the the 350,000 people in the Portland area that lost power, as far as I know, none of it was um, like rolling blackout type stuff. It was all giant amounts of ice on tree branches, breaking them off and falling on power lines and transformers, and then you get a power outage, so...
1: Yes, yes. Unlike Texas and Oklahoma, we have these things called trees.
0: <laughs> yes, lo- lots of trees, and they don't do not do well with ice and wind. So uh, you can see some great videos, though. I mean, nothing like an arcing, blowing up Transformer. But, Yikes. Yeah. So the, uh, the political making of a Texas power outage just comes from uh, the Wall Street Journal. Why are millions of Americans in the nation's most energy-rich state without power and heat for days amid extreme winter weather? The people who have fallen short with regard to the power are the private power generation companies, Texas Governor Greg Abbott explained. Ah, uh, yes, blame private power companies that are regulated by the government. The Republican sounds like California's Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom, who lambasted private utilities for rolling blackouts during a heat wave last summer. Power grids should be able to withstand extreme weather, but in both these bellwether states, state and federal energy policies have created market distortions and reduced grid reliability. Mr. Abbott blamed his state's extensive power outages on generators freezing early Monday morning, noting this includes the natural gas and coal generators. But frigid temperatures and icy conditions have descended on most of the country. Why couldn't Texas handle them while other states did? The problem is Texas's over-reliance on wind power that has left the grid more, more vulnerable to bad weather. Half of wind turbines froze last week, causing wind's share of electricity to plunge to 8%, down from 42%. Power prices in the wholesale market spiked. And I I saw some of that what was going on. I mean, it was, you know, like if you wanted electricity that would normally cost uh you know ten dollars, you'd be paying ten thousand dollars. It was crazy. Um, and grid grid regulators on Friday warned of rolling blackouts. Natural Gas and coal generators ramped up to cover the supply gap but couldn't meet the surging demand for electricity, which half of households rely on for heating, even as many families powered up their gas furnaces. Then some gas wells and pipelines froze. In short, there wasn't sufficient baseload power from coal and nuclear to support the grid. Baseload power is needed to stabilize grid frequency amid changes in demand and supply. When there's not enough baseload power, the grid gets unbalanced and power sources can fail. The more the grid relies on intermittent renewables like wind and solar, the more baseload power is needed to back them up. But politicians don't care about grid reliability until the power goes out. And for three decades, politicians from both parties have pushed subsidies for renewables that made the grid less stable. Start with the 1992 Energy Policy Act signed by George H.W. Bush, which created a production tax credit to boost the infant wind industry. Generators collect up to $25 per megawatt hour of power they produce regardless of market demand. The credit was supposed to expire in 1999, but nothing lasts longer than a temporary government program, as Ronald Reagan once quipped. The renewables lobby found GOP allies in windy states like Texas, Oklahoma, and Iowa— Former Enron CEO Ken Lay, who made a big bet on wind, begged then Texas Governor George w. w. Bush in 1998 to lobby Congress to extend the credit for five years. Congress has since extended it a dozen more times, most recently in December. Um, you know, you get the idea. But uh, a couple things to notice: Texas and California right you got the most stereotypically republican state against the most stereotypically democrat state and then all these all this boondoggle with the uh, federal subsidies trace right through republicans too and uh, not just republicans but oil industry republicans And this is something that, um, you know, other people have pointed it out, but it's important to remember that, um, you know, the whole, like, green movement and, oh, you know, we need green energy and we need carbon taxes and all this stuff, this is all pushed by the oil industry. And the people that think that this is about the environment, like, do you really think Ken Lay is worried about, you know, global warming? No. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe people should actually pay attention to how do we make a power grid that works in and stays up and is uh, has some built-in redundancy and can hack it when you get cold weather when you need your power grid the most? I don't know
1: crazy thought sure sure yeah i mean I, I had a couple thoughts as well first off um if you have frozen generators or frozen wind in, in, in wind power generators for your power that's not a great look also it's weird that they would do that you're right it's the oil companies that do it i grew up in oklahoma i've been you know through texas and oklahoma quite a bit in my lifetime Uh, Just this last August, I went home to uh, Oklahoma and driving through northern Oklahoma, I was shocked to see a bunch of wind turbines, Mm. which is just bizarre because the whole state is full of oil. There's tons of oil in Oklahoma, tons of oil in Texas. So the idea that, you know, the wind, you know, the solar companies and the wind power companies have all made their way in there is bizarre because those are the states that don't need it um but like you say this is actually just a uh, an extension of the oil companies themselves so where where would they have the most power well probably in and and by most power i mean least power i mean in uh, texas and oklahoma that's uh, some bizarre stuff one thing that uh, i think we should all keep in mind is that this all would have been fixed had we all had electric cars <laughs> so if we just get some electric cars on the power grid uh then that then you know we you know the the electric cars you know i don't know if you know but teslas have this amazing technology where they give electricity (laughs) back to the grid isn't it amazing so everybody could just plug in their tesla and their tesla could power their house (laughs) for 10 minutes (laughs) yeah but for 10 minutes if tesla will power your house it'll be great yeah so what are we doing (laughs) Well, <laughs> this just feels more like controlled demolition of the United States economy, unfortunately. Uh, oh, I don't oh know. It,
0: it absolutely is. And, you know, I have not... Um, the previous governor of Oregon before the uh, you know, prestigious Kate Brown... Kate Brown? ...was uh, Kitzhaber. And he was governor <laughs> for a long time. And what ended up getting him booted out was this like green energy scam that he was running and basically paying oh, that's off, right, paying off yeah. his buddies yeah. with uh, loans right. they we, didn't have to pay back, you know that's right. were, oh, green we covered energy. that on
1: yeah, we covered that on this show. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that's... about that. You guys had like like literally they did they, they did you guys like kick the governor out? What happened or did he just not get uh, reelected? He, no, he he resigned. That's how we ended up with Kate Brown
0: because she didn't have to win an election. She just, oh. she just, you know, so
1: kind of like Inslee oh, the way in there,
0: and then, then she ran for re-election as the Democrat, and of course, oh, what do you know, she won. Um, so yeah, we're <laughs> that's how you end up with Kate Brown, but it was a, uh, and I, I have not fully figured out all the scams, but just dealing with, um wind companies in my in my day job right there is a scam going on of epic proportions like they always they change their name all the time like they're constantly like okay we need a new contract for this year it's like well you know we would just keep providing the same service at the same price oh no no we need a new contract you know down to the penny you know it's, it's just weirdness going on and I don't know exactly <laughs> exactly what the scam is, but uh, like George Carlin said, bipartisan means a um, bigger than usual scam is going on, and that's <laughs> green energy is that that scam. So, wow! Yeah, and, yeah. And I and the underrated part of the scam. Is calling, um, you know, there's the part of like, oh, fossil fuels are dirty and you know gonna burn up the earth and all that, but then calling them fossil fuels, which they are not.
1: No, they absolutely are not. And let's—they are I don't not know.
0: fossil fuels. Do the, the we first, have? A,
1: we don't have enough time for this conversation. Yeah, but the. Um, Blood of the earth folks Blood of the earth th- this, this oil is everywhere I mean they're finding They've drained entire wells in Saudi Arabia And then they Cap them back off up. and leave them for 10 years And drill back down and boom They're full again Yeah
0: And This was um, I think it was Rockefeller And they found some You know Two bit uh college professor who theorized that yes it was you know dinosaur bones broken down into and that's what that's what made the oil it's all old dinosaur bones and they said oh yeah we'll call them fossil fuels makes them sound valuable so they they the oil industry uh it's dinosaur like
1: bones d- i mean how long could you burn dinosaur bones i mean how many dinosaur burns have you- <laughs> Bones I mean, how many bones. dinosaurs were there supposed to be?
0: Because
1: <laughs> we are still <laughs> burning their bones. <laughs> so, anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, so uh, Elon Musk just moved to Texas. So don't worry. This will be solved in no time. He'll create some sort of a scam that the government will fix. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll never, you know, Texas won't have to worry about this again. Um, controlled demolition of the United States economy, plus a restriction on your ability to travel. That's what's coming with your new electric car.
0: Yeah. Yeah, instead of, uh, you know, (laughs) gas stations, even when there's a foot and a half of snow, if you can get your car in there, you can pump some gas.
1: You know? And and then you can get home and run the car and charge up your phone or, you know, stay warm in your car, because... Especially if you don't have any heat at all. Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: well, where do you want to go next? You want to stay on the government corruption theme?
1: Sure. Let's. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Let's hit. Okay. Let's hit the next one. For let's do it. Uh, it's everywhere. The your favorite Emmy award-winning serial killer, <laughs> Governor Cuomo. Did yeah, you, so do you remember like the madness that happened in like April and May with Cuomo? Yeah. There was no, a, I, there there was an article literally titled, I'm going to find it right now. There's an article literally titled I think I'm in love with Governor Cuomo.
0: Oh yeah, they they there were people calling themselves Cuomo-sexuals. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was and it was like, oh, if only we could have Cuomo for president instead yeah. of Trump, Cuomo's so
1: great. Yeah. Hell, I think I'm in love with with Andrew Cuomo. My roommates moved out of my Brooklyn apartment just ahead of the pandemic, and their replacements haven't moved yet. This means I haven't had much company in the last week, and based on current COVID-19 predictions, it might be a long time. I'm scared, (laughs) lonely, and anxious, but I've mitigated some of these feelings with two bright spots in my day, my afternoon run and New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's daily stream press conference. <laughs> yeah, moving right along to uh, this uh, this lovely Cuomo, the, the Cuomo sexual. Uh, ugh.
0: <laughs> did you um, see the? Uh, <laughs> did you see the meme that said, uh, "I love you know it's the I love NY for I love New York." Mm-hmm. It said, "I love New York." No Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, thought it, I thought it was
1: good. It's good, yeah. but, I mean, again, another theme to this show today, or some of the shows coming up, is the controlled demolition of the American economy. The, yeah. You know, what used to be the the all-powerful pap- metropolis of the United States, where the, the finance and the banking and the, all the other stuff is. Maybe some of that stuff is still there. Uh, but, you know, it's lost a lot of its luster. You know, yeah. there's...
0: Yeah, there's company. There's a lot of companies leaving.
1: There's a lot of people leaving. Um, so I got a I got a buddy who's always dreamed about living in New York. I don't know why, uh, but he's gonna he's he's like looking to buy something. He said now's the time. You yeah. can buy a one bedroom flat for three four hundred thousand dollars right now. Up to you, know, a, a really nice one up to like five hundred thousand dollars in Manhattan. In Manhattan, really? Yes. Which is insane, wow. right? But like, yeah. apparently, that's that's where we are right now. So, but think then about again, that. what?
0: Okay, say, so, I mean, it, there are a few places in the world, um, I you know, that I have Bro. less desire to live in than <laughs> New York City. But
1: uh, Bro, I am a hundred percent with you. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm not trying to make this case. Yeah, I'm just telling you. This, I encountered a person who is interested in doing said thing, and yep. I have actually have firsthand seen the pricing, and something nuts happened this and, last year because you can buy a one bedroom for four, five hundred thousand. Which it was probably
0: million, it was probably what one point two million. Most of everything we saw year? was
1: nine hundred to two million dollars. Yeah. Uh, up twelve months ago. And now it's Ugh. interesting.
0: Yeah. So this, um, we'll start with this one. Uh, from the New York Post, Cuomo threatens Democrat Ron Kim over nursing home scandal. You will be destroyed. A state lawmaker from Queens says a spitting-mad Governor Cuomo threatened to destroy him if he didn't help to contain the damage over the Cuomo administration's cover-up of nursing home resident COVID-19 deaths. Assemblyman Ron Kim, whose uncle died of the coronavirus in a nursing home, said Wednesday that he got a phone call from fellow Democrat governor on the night of February 11th that quickly turned dark, with Cuomo ultimately warning, You have not seen my wrath. The call came shortly after the post exclusively reported how secretary to the governor, Melissa DeRosa, admitted on a conference call with lawmakers that Cuomo's administration withheld the true death toll among nursing home residents for fear it would be used against us by federal prosecutors. At first, there was a silence on the phone, Kim said. Then the governor says, Mr. Kim, are you an honorable man? It I, Does the dialogue not ring true? It, I don't know. Like... <laughs> With the normal person, you'd say, like, come on, no one said that. But with Cuomo, it, I find it believable. Kim, <laughs> uh, who had taken part in the February 10th conference call with DeRosa and who lashed out at Cuomo over the cover-up in the Post article, said he was in the middle of bathing my kids when Cuomo called. Cuomo, he said, asked him to draft a statement to say that Melissa DeRosa said there was a federal investigation and they had to deal with that first. The, which is... Not what she said. Uh, The conversation quickly turned medieval, Kim said with Cuomo warning him. You have not seen my wrath. I've been biting my tongue for months. I can tell the whole world what a bad person you are and you'll be finished. Kim recalled Cuomo saying, you will be destroyed. Cuomo was so angry, Kim said, that, that my wife could hear the governor yelling into the phone. At one point, Cuomo, a former state attorney general, also asked Kim if he was a lawyer, which he is not. After that call, we were devastated. My wife didn't sleep at all, Kim said. Later, Cuomo called me four or five times on Saturday, but he didn't pick up, Kim said. Kim has been among Cuomo's most outspoken critics since his uncle, son, Kim, died in a nursing home in April after suffering symptoms of, of COVID-19. On Tuesday, he introduced legislation to strip Cuomo of his pandemic-related emergency powers, and he also sent a letter co-signed by eight Assembly Democrats that accused Cuomo of violating the federal law against obstruction of justice. Cuomo's spokesman, uh, Rich Party issued a nearly 800-word prepared statement in which he accused Kim of lying about his conversation with Governor Cuomo Thursday night. I know because I was one of three other people in the room when the phone call occurred, as the Party said. At no time did anyone threaten to destroy anyone with their wrath, nor engage in a cover-up. He added, "That's beyond the pale and is unfortunately part of a years-long pattern of lies by Mister Kim against this administration." Well, if he's such a liar, why do you call him? Um, I <laughs> I happen to catch a, a clip tonight um, talking about this and how the uh, the talking head on the Fox Business Channel said. Um this is not the only person that's had the the screaming phone call from Andrew Cuomo. And <laughs> that anyone who knows both of those people believes the guy is saying that Cuomo <laughs> said those things to him. Right. So um despite that uh Do you think there's a 0% chance or a 0.1% chance that Andrew Cuomo goes to jail?
1: Uh, 0.0. I would say 0.0. You don't become governor of that state. I mean, let's look at the storied history of the governorships of that state. (laughs) It is a who's who of how to be corrupt and get to the top. I mean, that's like... I mean, really, like if you want to be like, how do you get to be the governor of New York? Like how many blackmailable videotapes do they have to have on you or vice versa? Mm -hmm. Um, How many you know, rituals do you have to take part in to get up to get up that high? How many hands do you have to grease? How much money has to come in? How much money do you have to look the other way? Because, you know, it came from weird places. Um, He's going to call some he's going to make some calls. Uh, he's got some calls to make but uh they got you know they they, they're they're also caught between a rock and a hard place in that the media overplayed their hand i mean they gave this guy an emmy so Mm -hmm. they know the public's mad and they're gonna have to do something some sort of show trial some sort of i don't know what it's gonna be it's weird man like Let's, let's take a step back, and I think we've been talking about the kind of controlled demolition. I know James Corbett was talking about the controlled demolition of the U.S. economy starting back in March. I think we're still kind of on that path, but it's slowed up a bit, and we're starting to grow up different spots over here, and we're definitely going to let corporations run a bunch of stuff over there. But like, <laughs> somehow, uh, Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo like overstepped. Like. Like, where are we in this cuz I don't I don't know that these were planned events the these, well, this this part I think Cuomo maybe got a little too bold and Gavin I mean Gavin Gavin looks like the type of dude that just thought like I'm just going to do whatever I want and eventually people will understand
0: Well what what uh one thing that those two in particular have in common
1: Satanism I'm oh, sorry
0: Is that they've both been talked up as uh, presidential hopefuls?
1: Sure. Um, So maybe somebody's taking them down.
0: So (gasps) maybe somebody's taking them down. Um, Is it Steve Pachanic? Should we talk
1: about Steve Pachanic going on Alex (laughs) Jones, talking about the the, is 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 Trump going to be sworn in on March fourth? Is this all QAnon? No,
0: the arrests are coming. I'm absolutely thinking this is a Democrat civil war going on.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, There you go. That's fair. That's, a, that's a, know, not bad,
0: a, not a bad one. Which, uh, you know, who is it? Is Hillary trying to get back in the game? Is this, uh, um, if, not that she ever really left, but I don't know. I I don't know if it's the Clinton faction or that, you know, that so establishment. I, I think they're they're
1: definitely behind Kamala. Yeah, for for sure. And I think Kamala, Kamala and Gavin, I think, are good that you can tie those two together uh, pretty easily with the same uh, blackmail tapes. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm not. But I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> there was a I think I talked about this before, and I cannot find this reference. I have to find it, but I swear, and I have a, I have a good enough memory to remember this. Dave Chappelle on one of his recent stand ups talks about being out at a bar and over he looks over and there's Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris, uh, and somebody else, and then Barack Obama. And it was before he was president and stuff, and he was like so amazed, and you know, and he tells this (laughs) big story, but the only thing I took from the whole story, I was like, oh man, (laughs) like yeah, what were they all doing (laughs) hanging out together back then? And I'm sure everybody could, you know, just say that, oh, it's an innocent little deal, and they're just all hanging out and having fun. But uh I will talk about something I can prove. Well, that is... some Newsom's
0: tied in with Pelosi.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're a crime family. Yeah. And and I can talk about something I can actually prove. So when all this started, when I began my social media addiction back in March, once uh, uh, the COVID, you know, the the virus came out and everybody was locked at home. That's when I started kind of going down a bunch of different rabbit holes. And many of them had a lot of fruit. I was able to, to discover a lot of things. And one of them was that on uh, Gavin Newsom's Twitter background. I talked about this, right? And maybe he sent it to you. But anyway, uh, he had a he had a, a an absolute he had a scene with him and his wife standing in a bunch of like with a bunch of people. And then he has there's a person behind him with like their finger up, but if you look closely, the finger curls into a spiral and it perfectly makes the boy lover pedophile sign. Like it's not oh, a real Oh no, you did not send that to me. I didn't? No. I will post this. I cuz I saved it. It was in his Twitter background. Huh. Yeah, not like so we could talk about whether that was planted so that people could discover it and start conspiracy theories, but it was absolutely there and somebody made a Reddit thread about it and it disappeared about a week later. Hmm. So, um anyway, I can prove that. I will put a put a uh, image in the show notes for this show. For uh, for that, so I, I well, just think there's something stinks with those people.
0: Yeah. So before before we leave Cuomo, uh, Cuomo has often blamed the CDC, right? Right. That's his. He's like, ah, oh, well. And and that's it, or Donald Trump's CDC because Donald Trump is really running the CDC. That's right. Um, <laughs> they were doing exactly what he wanted the whole time. Donald but, Trump is actually uh, still
1: running things from Mar-a-Lago. Did <laughs> that, you know that? that the house of Mar-a-Lago, when it was purchased, was actually called the White House, and so now <laughs> he's running the White House and he's a <laughs> boss Corporation of the United States. All right. And he'll all right. be sworn in on March fourth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still waiting. I, I prefer Bill Gates' conspiracy theories. I, I prefer the conspiracy theories about how people are more evil than you can imagine rather than uh, that they're superheroes. And they're more benevolent than you can imagine? Yeah, they're uh, much, much uh, more often true and tougher to be disappointed. All right, so how the Gates Foundation seeded America's COVID-19 policy catastrophes. It uh, comes from Jordan Schachtel, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is finally facing the heat for his botched and criminally negligent coronavirus response policies, yet no one seems to be asking why Cuomo and select governors made the fateful decisions that led to the excess deaths and the cover-up campaigns of tens of thousands of senior citizens in New York and elsewhere across the United States. After being awarded an an Emmy and writing a book on his supposedly heroic response to the pandemic, Cuomo is finally receiving the very necessary inquiries into his handling of the crisis. Cuomo is perhaps the most egregious example of abuse and neglect, given his refusal to use the Javits Center or a Navy hospital ship. He is far from the only governor who executed the nursing home death warrants. Governor Cuomo was accompanied by the governors of California, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and elsewhere. The common thread seen in the United States is the Delegation of State Policy to Prediction Modeling Forecasts from the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, IHME, a Washington state-based institution that is total, wholly controlled and funded to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. In March and early April, politicians were informed by the modeling experts at the Gates-funded IHME that their hospitals were about to be completely overrun by coronavirus patients. Modelers from IHME claimed that this massive surge would cause hospitals to run out of life-saving equipment in a matter of days, not weeks or months. Time was of the essence, and now is the time for rapid decision-making, the modelers claimed. And then it's got a copy um, of the actual governor's order that's you know they attempted to take it off the internet because that works um, directing nursing homes that they could not refuse admission to covid positive patients Um, on two separate april 1st and april 2nd press conferences cuomo made clear that his policy decisions were based off the ihme model This is a group that is funded by the Gates Foundation. Thank you very much, Bill Gates, Cuomo said on April 1st in discussing ICU needs and how he was using Gates models to make other healthcare policy decisions. Uh, There's only one model that we look at that has the number of projected deaths, which is the IHME model, which is funded by the Gates Foundation, Cuomo said on April 2nd, adding, and we thank the Gates Foundation for the national service that they've done. All right, so... Just important to uh, make sure that we remember um, Bill Gates very involved in that part of the whole fiasco, not just the vaccine side. Um, And now, you you got anything you want to say about that? Nope. um, I'd... I don't even think we have to put a language warning on the Paul Joseph Watson video, and it's relative. It's you know about four or five minutes, um, but I think worth listening to. If if you get tired of it, feel free to stop it. But this is the um, you must eat 100% th- synthetic beef. <laughs>
2: In a new interview with MIT Technology Review, Bill Gates says that Westerners should switch to eating 100% synthetic beef. I don't think the poorest 80 countries will be eating synthetic meat, said Gates. I do think all rich countries should move to 100% synthetic beef. You can get used to the taste difference. You know who won't be switching to eating 100% synthetic beef? Bill Gates. The Microsoft founder says he was vegan for about five minutes in his 20s has been a vociferous carnivore almost all his life and lists his favourite food as hamburgers. It's okay when Bill does it, while you're chowing down on 3D printed plastic meat. Billy Boy and his Davos mates will still be enjoying the finest fillet steak. Expecting Gates and his pals to go vegan is like expecting global warming activists like John Kerry and Prince Harry to give up their private jets. Ain't gonna happen. By making it a rare delicacy, we're regressing back to pre-boom 80s communist China when beef was seen as an expensive treat that could only be enjoyed on special occasions. You can guarantee they'll still be consuming vast quantities of beef in China for evermore. While we'll all be on the Bugs and Beyond burger diet, can't wait. The war on meat is just a continuation of the war on living standards. The technocrats just can't let go of their dream of returning to the days of feudalism. The haves and the have-nots. The evisceration of the middle class. That's why wealth inequality has only vastly increased the more power we hand over to these people. Don't forget the same great reset elite demanding that we give them more power to help the poor recover from the pandemic, have vehemently advocated for lockdowns that will push 1 billion people into extreme poverty by the end of 2030. 10,000 additional children dying every month in the third world because of the lockdowns they advocated. 550,000 children suffering malnutrition. Oh, but we should really listen to them about food production, shouldn't we? Billionaires have almost doubled their wealth over the last year. Transnational corporations have seen 100% profit increases, while 100,000 small businesses have gone bankrupt. Nearly a quarter of them have closed down for good. Oh, but they're really gonna help the poor. They're really gonna protect the little guy. Given their record, why on earth should we trust these people? But cow farts are destroying the planet. What's the point in worrying about meat consumption when our world will be uninhabitable due to global warming? What global warming? Texas and other parts of the US are experiencing their coldest winter in decades. Oh, I forgot. Sorry. Record low temperatures are also proof of global warming. Yeah, whatever you say, Mr. Technocrat, are cow farts really destroying the planet? Or as this research paper documents, did the IPCC exaggerate the global warming impact of methane by 400%? Surely not. I mean, it's not like they've ever been caught hiding key data about temperature increases before, is it? Bill Gates is greasing the skids for farmers across the Western world to become destitute. He's exerting his considerable power power to create a world in which farming and the ownership of livestock is basically illegal for the little guy, while himself buying up vast amounts of farmland across the United States, 242,000 acres at last count, making him the biggest owner of farmland in America. It's okay when Bill does it, he's saving the world. As Robert F. Kennedy Jr. reveals in this excellent article, which is a must read, Bill Gates is trying to monopolise global food production while telling you you're bad, while telling you you're killing the planet because you own a few cows. He's forcing GMO crops, seed patents and synthetic foods, all of dubious safety, on populations across the world, while suggesting you're immoral for enjoying a burger. A study found that extreme hunger has increased by 30% in the 18 countries that Gates targeted. Rural poverty has metastasized dramatically, and the number of hungry people in these nations has risen to 131 million. Is this really the guy we should be listening to when it comes to food? Is this really the guy who's trying to save the world?
0: I thought that summed it up pretty well.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. It's uh it's kind of amazing, right? PR is an amazing thing because you know, the half the world still believes that, that uh Bill Gates is this benevolent uh superhero who's yeah. going to save us from global warming and all kinds of stuff.
0: It's like can, can you just leave us alone a little bit? Or I mean, I, you would think he'd like stumble into you know, with some of the billions just accidentally, like here's some money for digging freshwater wells in Africa,
3: oh. um,
0: or you know, but like we won't l- be l- giving any money for fresh water. Let's uh, let's develop some infrastructure,
1: maybe some nuclear so power
0: plants, but
1: we won't be giving any money. <laughs> So I gave a bunch of PowerPoint presentations about how to lower (laughs) the carbon footprint of the human race about 10 years ago. And uh, now when people refer back to those PowerPoint presentations, we just call them conspiracy theorists. (laughs) But in those presentations, I would talk about how we had to take this. It was a super complex uh, mathematical problem of the more people, the more carbon. And uh, I decided to, to zero that carbon, <laughs> I could yeah. decided that we could get to uh, uh, lower carbon footprint by lowering the amount of people through new vaccines and other things, you know, so it's it's just a plan, just a, just a rough draft that I've been working on for, you know, 10 years. Don't refer to this PowerPoint, or you're a conspiracy theorist. Of course, I wasn't saying I wanted to kill people to lower the carbon footprint. (laughs) What kind of insanity do you think that is? Do you think I am? Uh, First, we've got population. Uh, The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. New vaccines, new vaccines, new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services. We could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. So uh,
0: go ahead. I don't have an article about it, but the the farmer protests in India. Mm-hmm. Gates is very involved in India. The uh, James Corbett documentaries on Bill Gates cover quite a bit of what he was doing. You know, he's been in heavily involved vaccines in India, tracking stuff in India. I would not be surprised if some of those big corporations trying to get in there and control the farming and change that got the government to change the, the system over there. If uh, I would not be surprised to
1: learn that Bill Gates was involved one way or the other. The deep state, the technocratic elite, they're at work, man. They're at work. They're working overtime right now. They have an agenda, and they're working towards it. Um, the real thing we should be talking about, too, speaking of India and, and, and nearby air neighbors, what in the world is going on in Myanmar? I mean, they've, they've shut down the television. They've shut off the Internet. I mean, a military coup. There's pictures of... Uh, uh, that's, that's the one where Soros's son is over there wearing his special dress... That's you know yeah. culturally culturally appropriate to be hanging out with them over there. Yeah, photos cool. of them and the new leader with Hillary Clinton and George Soros's son. I'm like, oh, that's a great photo. This is a super well, in, legit. Uh, photos
0: of the gal who supposedly won the election, and then the military said, "No, you didn't win." Right? Yeah. She's the one. So I would expect.
1: Uh, Wait, hold on. I'm so, I'm so, uh, I apologize. I don't know almost anything about this. And even though I should, I just know it reeks to high heaven. So the person, okay. Did you see the, the workout video? Yes, (laughs) yes <laughs> uh, this, this is the greatest workout video in the history of workout video yes and for those people who don't know we'll link it in the show notes some lady just gets up there and is like i'm gonna do this art cardio workout She's video doing right. her,
0: her yeah her live <laughs> streamed uh,
1: exercise in front routine. of a in front of a closed down eight lane highway <laughs>
0: That all you know, there's military. Apparently, the military queue is happening in the background, and she just has no idea.
1: Oh, yeah. And the people in the barricade are in on it because the, the, all these trucks, you know, roll up in uh, you know, black suburbans, bro. Anytime six or you know, six or eight black suburbans show up outside the door, don't answer it. Get yeah. out of there, climb yeah. over those snowdrifts and down the hill. Get <laughs> out of there. You gotta go, bro. It's nothing good but so anyway backtracking so the, the 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 current president the current one who is the military took over for said hey this other person didn't win and the other person that didn't win was the soros backed person you
0: no know, the the military is is trying to prevent the soros backed clinton backed Dominion uh, voting systems backed.
1: (gasps) Don't say that. We'll get sued for a billion (laughs) dollars.
0: It's a billion more than I got.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the military actually took over. So they're losing. I love stories where they're losing. Where they're not losing. Where they're
0: not losing. it's, It's like.
1: Are there really good
0: they don't always have to be good guys, you know, and and the military coup thing, it's hard for me to believe, like, oh yeah, those are the guys we can trust.
1: I mean, bro, weren't you rooting for a military coup just a month ago here? Weren't you hoping for, weren't you hoping for martial law and rooting for the guy with the Viking horns? I mean that's, that's no that's, not exactly you, no. Whoa. If you're not for Biden, that's what you gotta be going for, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, speaking of PR, this came out from Gateway Pundit. You put it in the uh, in the show notes, or you put it in the secret folder. This is a video that's titled "What If Batman Disappears," and it literally starts off with <laughs> what, if Bat- "What if Batman disappeared? What if Superman disappeared? What if Iron Man disappeared?" And I kid you not, person number four in this. 15-minute video, cartoon video that's being basically uh, solicited to children is "What if Bill Gates disappeared?"
0: By the way, uh, the company that is behind the video, I, I did a little research. Uh, guess what? Co- guess what country?
1: China, India. Really? Yeah. That's weird.
0: Yeah.
1: The next video that's suggested to me after I watch this video is What if China disappeared?
0: <laughs> well, they probably did that
4: too. Um. What if Bill Gates disappeared? No problem. I will buy many gates and solve the problem. Oh, on <laughs> some. Firstly, Bill Gates is the third richest person. If Bill Gates disappeared. <laughs> A highly respected billionaire will be missed by many. Hmm. Secondly, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is the largest private charitable foundation worldwide. If Bill Gates disappeared, philanthropy will take a big hit. Hmm. Thirdly, Bill Gates co-founded the Giving Pledge. Herein billionaires pledge at least half of their wealth to philanthropy. If Bill Gates disappeared. This wonderful initiative may die down. Fourthly, Bill Gates is a leader in the climate change fight. If Bill Gates disappeared, climate mm. conservation efforts may take a hit. Fifthly, Bill Gates has funded many startups working in clean energy. If Bill Gates disappeared, huh? fossil fuels might make a comeback. Hmm. Lastly, if Bill Gates disappeared, Warren Buffett, the famous American investor, will huh? dearly miss his best friend. Hmm. What if Elon Musk disappeared?
0: Which next e- one's Elon. <laughs> Which
4: is equally
1: as bad, uh, but it's less nefarious? I, I don't know. Well,
0: unfortunately, um, you know. They would just put some other puppet in his place to push that money around.
1: Oh come on that's no fun <laughs> I wanted to do a, a real. What if good old Bill disappeared? Yeah have you seen the meme there's a meme going around the meme So remember it's a photo of Bill Gates from like the 90s. Remember this guy was developing viruses and then developing the anti selling the antivirus <laughs> and making a bunch of money for your for your computers back in the nineties. Good times. I wonder what he's up to these days. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> is I mean
0: I mean I mean, why can't these guys be more like uh, you know, MySpace Tom?
1: MySpace like Tom. I,
0: The guy he sells MySpace and he travels around the world, like going to cool places and taking pictures. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, there was a bunch of memes that came out right around the time Donald Trump got removed from Twitter. And it was basically like, Tom's going to have a new friend. (laughs) Donald's the Donald's trying to sign up. Uh, Speaking of the Donald getting removed from Twitter woman was arrested near the White House with a loaded gun in her car and a letter for Biden. So i like to just point out the mixed messages here. I don't wish she trying to shoot him or deliver him a handwritten letter or shoot him and then deliver the handwritten letter so that he could read it after he was shot. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense to me, but I guess here we go. A woman was arrested near the White House after reportedly telling cops she had a special delivery for President Biden. At this point, you're supposed to think, she was going to shoot him because she had an evil gun. But it was a handwritten letter. Much more ominous is that she also had a loaded gun. The (laughs) unidentified 66-year-old rolled toward a checkpoint in D.C., which currently looks like a maximum security prison, uh, close to the White House, which has the wide perimeter set for blocks on end. She was apparently with a man read fbi agent and told the cops (laughs) that they were there to meet biden and for why cops say she told them she wanted to give him a letter and that prompted the search of the vehicle with dc metro says they discovered a loaded handgun they claim that she was uh the man she was with also had a bb gun which makes all kinds of sense But the woman was the only one arrested. She was booked for possession of an unregistered firearm. The case has since been referred to the Secret Service. The situation is eerily familiar. There was an arrest like this back in January when a Virginia man drove up to a checkpoint allegedly with fake inaugural credentials and a loaded firearm as well, plus a ton of ammo, according to cops. Just a day later, a woman was arrested near identical circumstances coming up to a checkpoint and trying to pass herself as a member of Biden's cabinet. She got busted, too. The National Guard has been in town since January 6th and are set to stay for a few more weeks. Probably a good idea. (laughs) So, you remember they they used to do this to
0: Obama all the time.
1: Yeah, I do remember that.
0: Meanwhile, Trump, they had, you know, actual assassination attempt when he was running for office. And that just kind of got... Uh, oh, whatever, you know, <laughs> but, but the, you know, maybe this is the story intended for Biden. Like, hey, just so you know, lots of crazies out there, Joe. Just
1: keep signing those executive orders. Don't ask any questions. I don't know. They do seem to be just planting a seed, though. That uh, I saw this differently. I saw this differently. I saw it more just planting a seed, like, look out. Those crazy Trumpers, they got guns. They're coming for Biden. Because if she was a... If this
0: lady had been a Trumper, mm-hmm. don't you think that would have made it in the article?
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: I like, mean, that been- a registered Republican from, you know, wherever. Hates, from Hatesville in who the state of... Posted- Posted anti Biden memes on her Facebook page was clearly there to kill. I mean, all that would have been in there if it was true. Said so she lives at a mobile
1: home in Hatesville, it, in the in the state of know, white was,
0: supremacy. She wrote some some fan fiction to him and thought that this was a a country where you could actually you know drive up and and talk to the the president. Doesn't work like that
1: does not work like that. If you don't know, uh, now you know. <laughs> yeah. um, I wanted to cover a couple quick things. Uh, Vote is gone, which is a weird website. V-O-A-T is gone. Um, this was quite a strange website, and it's just weird that it's gone. I just wanted to document, kind of chronicle the disappearance of things like this but the co-founder and ceo of vote the free speech reddit lookalike has been closed or has closed the site saying they just can't keep up investment vanished in march this year says Justin Chastin in a post on the site forcing him to fund it himself but now he's out of money i've tried meditation and prayer and i'm reaching out i've tried reaching out for help some solutions work for a while but nothing has remedied the underlying issue while vote initially lo- how hard is it to run this website While Vote initially launched in 2014, it really gained traction in 2015 after Reddit itself started banning offensive subreddits five years ago. It welcomed content deemed too racist, far-right, or otherwise hateful for its competitors and has more recently been a haven for conspiracy theories such as QAnon. Uh, however, VOTE has faced difficulties from the start. First, in its German web host, dropped the support support for the site, would not tolerate any legal right-wing extremism content. Soon after, PayPal also severed ties with the site over jailbait threads, sharing sexually explicit photos of children. In this post, though, Chasteen waxes lyr- uh, lyrical about the site. VOTE has always been a community dynamic, uh, better community dynamic than any other site on the internet, considering Considering everything vote was untouchable, untouch- there will never be another vote, and each of us had the opportunity to enjoy it. That's awesome, he says. Another great thing is that we stayed true to the end. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, more, <laughs> more, more vote users are likely shifting their attention to Parlor or Gab, as we can tell. This is uh, from December, because there is no parlor. Anyway, uh, my point about this oh, story... Oh, no, Parler's back. Okay, my point about this story, <laughs> I saw that, is that... Anybody who knows what vote is already knows what I'm about to say. This story only gained notoriety for one reason. Any guesses, Mr Mr. Hoffman? Uh QAnon? I don't know. Before QAnon there was Pizzagate. This oh, okay. is the Pizzagate site. This is where everyone oh. went when su- when the Pizzagate subreddit was deleted. This is this they came up with this site.
0: Interesting yep. that
1: the Forbes article doesn't even mention Pizzagate. Of course it doesn't mention the Pizzagate oh. article. This is where you would find all of the Pizzagate information in Treasure Troves. This is where everything was linked up. Where they had Instagram posts of people who knew Maria Bramnevic, who also knew, uh, who was also friends with the guy from the pizza place who was also the best friend there, you know, in different pictures with Hillary Clinton and like, you know this this is this is it. And like I said, I just want to document that st- sites like this are disappearing because this was the treasure trove. And what ended up happening was oftentimes, even in the conspiracy, e- even in just subreddit of conspiracy, they would link to vote Pizzagate threads. There was a ton of information within those threads. Mm. I've been in there and been through there several different times. Uh, it's gone and uh, it was a bizarre way to go down it he you know he makes a post uh, says i'm going i'm i'm done i can't fund it anymore it's too much money uh, something stinks man something's something's weird so
0: there i mean a, a forum i mean I, I know website but if you're not like hosting video on a site it's not that expensive,
1: right? Yeah, I just I don't know. I man. mean, like
0: YouTube, legitimately, you know, or a a video oh, yeah. site, crazy amounts of bandwidth, server space, everything is needed. But I I don't know. I, you know, I never went to the site, so I don't know. But was it much more than just a forum?
1: No, it is literally just a form. It looks like Reddit or 4chan. It's like actually, it looks like a cross between Reddit and 4chan.
0: Yeah, yeah, those aren't. uh, (laughs) um, You know, the guy I work with uh, has our work domain, uh, and he's a a Vikings fan, and he has like the the largest uh, Vikings. Uh, forum on the web, <laughs> hosted on our on our servers, and that's not like a you know a, a huge expense. I don't think he even pays for anything. Yeah. But yeah, I mean forums are problematic for other reasons, but being super expensive is is not one of them.
1: I mean, there's a couple of different theories. Maybe it was a honeypot. Maybe it was yeah. real. Maybe you know, it's a lot of. In interesting timing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is super and that's why I wanted to talk about it. That's why I wanted to put it out there. So a couple sites went off. Vote went completely off. obviously Parlor got taken down. Um, and another one was the Donald, the Donald dot win, which had started as the Donald subreddit and was kicked off there, went to the Donald dot win.
0: Wait, the Donald dot win is down? It's gone. Really?
1: Yes. I didn't know that. So I do know the answer to where it is now, but it is at least of note that it was completely gone. So if you pull it up now, it's the same. So it's weird. That's why I'm bringing this article, because this is the same situation. Boom. You type in the Donald.win, it brings up America.win, and it has some sort of a letter from, hey, I started this because blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Um, And now it's gone. And so that's what I'm saying. I want to document this stuff and at least talk about it yeah
2: your thoughts
1: because i think this is this is the future unfortunately
0: right it's just like oh you can okay you can't go there but go here go here everybody put all your time and effort into this side and and it's gone gone. (laughs) oh go over there
1: yeah So, I do know where it goes, just in case anybody... Does anybody want to know? I'm sure someone out there does. Uh, Type in uh, patriots.win. Oh, okay. And you get right back to it. Well, I know... And then you, you too, can go in there and make an account and put yourself on the top of the white supremacist government's conspiracy. (laughs) Sorry. I know Alex Jones is having to... I think he
0: just purchased a probably hundreds of domains and just keeps throwing up new domains like every, you know, every few days. That's awesome, man.
1: Good for him. That's awesome.
0: Because I, I think, um, you know, whether they're getting filtered out at the DNS level or what what's going on exactly, but,
1: um, yeah, it's, it's a war for sure. So uh, to refer to early yeah it's a war and we're still going to do this podcast so go to revelations radio news and for all the new listeners that are may actually look back at the archives and say hey this show doesn't seem to go before a certain number <laughs> what happened was uh, we got taken down so just, much like vote in the Donald dot win they like one day they said hey we're coming after revelations radio news and they <laughs> no, I'm just kidding I'm just kidding the guy who we were Having take care of the website didn't pay the bill And a bunch of our stuff got deleted And I don't have a ton of time So I've been slowly re-uploading it and doing my best Hopefully, you know, eventually someday We'll have it all there But if we don't, you know We'll we'll we'll, we'll keep com Up as long as we can We'll keep talking about this stuff As long as we can We want to hear from you guys Let's make this a conversation back and forth And just build up the community again I think that it kind of died off You know, when we took A full year and a half off, which is kind of crazy. Possibly having
0: something to do with our lack of (laughs) output.
1: Anyway, uh, to refer back to what I said earlier, uh, this is an article from the National Review, and it talks about Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle talks about how he once went to a charity dinner years ago and found himself sitting with Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris, Al Gore, and the co-founders of Google. Harris told him, a friend of mine is now r- announcing his candidacy for presidents. Uh, Barack Obama, Dave Chappelle asked. Harris called Obama uh, for Dave Chappelle, and Ch- Chappelle left him a voicemail, just telling him to run a zigzag pattern if he was going to become the first black elected president. So, there you have it at a charity dinner. The co-founders of Google, Al Gore, Kamala Harris, and Gavin Newsom. Hmm. Just hanging out, doing what whatever... People that are hanging out do probably just having drinks. Maybe I'm just a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> There's no adrenochrome involved, Tim. Oh, I did not. I did not
0: clip it. It was just a, a tweet, but someone had um, they It was a screenshot of Alex Jones saying uh, these people are literally potbelly goblin vampires above an article that said, biologists believe that um, injecting blood from younger people helps keep people, helps people live longer. Like,
1: oh, there, you, there you go. Another Alex Jones thing. But. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. They, they, they love to use Alex Jones to just completely discredit someone. Look what the crazy guy is saying now. Yeah. Oh, we had to take him off of the podcasts, and we had to do this, we had to do that. But like, and this stuff is like, yeah, there's, there's too much smoke there. There's, this stuff is joked about. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Silicon Valley. There was a character that was actually based on. He's a loose. He's loosely based on uh zuckerberg and i think probably steve jobs at different points um but he's just like a megalomaniac over uh you know a huge tech company and at one point he actually has like a blood donor show up this like 15 not, not 15 probably like 20 something year old kid like shows up and doesn't say anything and just creepily sits in the chair next to him and sticks a <laughs> sticks something in his vein and then they stick something in the other guy's vein and nobody addresses what's happening at all. And then they're like, he's like, what are you, What is Finally, Wait, somebody it, says, Hey, what's what going on? What show is like, this or what? It's the sh- it's show called just Silicon Valley. It's, oh, okay, uh, okay. It's on HBO. It's kind of hilarious. Written by, uh, I love the show. It's written by uh, Mike Judge. But uh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then uh, somebody does address it. I'm like, oh yeah, I, f- I feel it gives me energy. So you just need the, the blood of the youngers. That's all you need.
2: <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> hey,
1: it gives me energy, bro. It's no big deal. What's your deal? Ugh. Don't be one of those conspiracy theorists, man. I <laughs> think that we just drink, you know. Al Gore's there, too. Al Gore. Al Gore. <laughs> Al, I got caught in a airport with two vials of blood. Gore just hanging out just all just hanging out I don't remember the two, two vials of blood let me see Al Gore airport blood <laughs> uh, from I remember the thing with the
0: masseuse that was in Oregon yes
1: Yeah, I see blog posts about it. So. Yep, I'm seeing the blog posts now too. Adrenochrome, Chrome, Google search engine. Ah, uh, they must have done a good job scrub a dub dub in this one. This is this is a real thing. He got caught at the airport with blood. Airport blood. Suitcase. It's not going to help me, is it? Uh. Anyway, as as, it was as the nice
0: while it lasted,
1: yeah. As the story goes, <laughs> uh, there was a gentleman. Well, not a gentleman. Um, Al Gore was arrested, or he. They asked him to search his bags. He had some sort of liquid in the bags, and they went to search the bag, and they found vials of blood. And he said that it was because he was a hemophiliac or something.
0: Al Gore may or may not be a vampire but he most definitely was part of an actual oil company called Gore and Blood. What? It was uh, the other guy's last name was Blood. So Weird. Yeah. So uh, uh, another oil, uh, big oil guy in the green energy scam with a bunch of creeps being the uh, political...
1: Uh, front people for it. Amen. Amen. So anyway, uh, yeah, supposedly Al Gore was caught at the, I believe it was the Nashville airport with uh, uh, vials of blood in his uh, suitcase. And then he later, I think, believe said that he uh, uh, said they were his own but, uh, unfortunately, as, the, as is the case with a lot of stuff on the internet these days, um, I read about that, and now I cannot find anything about that. So, that what, is kind of the state was of it, things. Was it Zoolander It said, nobody makes me drink my own blood? <laughs> nobody makes me bleed my own blood. I'm, nobody makes me bleed my own Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Another throwback post, because we have been posting stuff. I have to upload this onto the website, but uh, the vcnv.org has closed. And if you don't know what that is, Voices for Creative Nonviolence was the website. It was run by a gal. Uh, She ran a website here uh, about voices, voices. For creative nonviolence is long-standing roots in active nonviolent resistance to U.S. war-making, begun in the summer of 2005, Voices draws from the experience of those who challenged the brutal economic sanctions imposed by the U.S. and U.N. against the Iraqi people between 1990 and 2003. Members of Voices led over 70 delegations to Iraq to challenge the economic sanctions. Anyway, uh, she kind of led... Was like, it Kathleen like, Kelly? Yes, thank you her and, you know Kathleen Kelly and and uh, her nonprofit ran a website basically to, you know in, in a in a nonprofit that was anti-war also shut down at the end of uh, 2020 a lot of a lot of great websites a lot of great things shut down in the last year or two you know yeah that's interesting so last year well even
0: more than a year ago but um, kind of last winter, we had all the CEOs leaving, <laughs> right. just in the nick of time. Yep, It is interesting. I, I don't want to accuse um, this organization because it sounds like a
1: good one. No, no, no. Uh, they they're out of they're out of funding and they're just kind of done with it. And the Iraq War is still going on. I mean, you know, you create an anti-war. Website or foundation, and you think that it's going to be for the duration of the war, but you have no idea that that's going to be 17 years later. And still so it's,
0: it's not a you know they they can't even pull the Barack Obama thing with well it's okay because Barack's in now he'll end it. Uh, the only thing that's a, a tougher cause to fight for than uh, peace. Mm-hmm uh campaign finance reform
1: <laughs> Just trying to cram in your Bernie reference for the <laughs> no, this episode I, so, no, Listen, I, sold, I I let burnedout.com expire, man. The joke is over. Quit <laughs> quit bringing up Bernie every every show. Uh, it's
0: just all these people that are like, "Well, wait a second. What if we what if we got the money out of politics, and they would just—they wouldn't be able to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on
1: advertising. That you've already gone too deep. All you have to say yeah. is "money out of politics," and then the next words <laughs> out of your mouth have to be "term limits." That's all you have to say: "money <laughs> okay. out of politics, term uh, limits." Oh yeah, the, <coughs> Bernie, and then something else, and then we can make this Silicon work.
0: Valley and uh, and the cable news channels and the. Networks will be all over uh, getting rid of all that
1: political ad money that basically keeps them afloat. Yeah. I'm going to get the fact checkers. Fact checkers would have, they say that there would be nothing wrong with this. Yeah. That Silicon Valley would be all for it. Yeah, man. Term limits. All we need is term limits. Got to drain the swamp. (laughs) We got to, uh, we got a campaign finance reform in place, you know? Taxis, taxis, big corporations. I, I figured
0: this thing out. It's uh, random selection from the phone book for for Congress. Problem solved. <laughs> it's kind of like you know you get you have to go uh, jury duty. Be in a jury. It's like okay, you're the Congressperson.
1: Oh, oh no, you have to be. I have to be Congressperson for four years. No, just two. Just two. Just, just two. You had to go yeah. do it for two years. I don't want to. That's fine. You're perfect.
0: And then, uh, you know, you get just a, a base salary. Um, but then you just require that uh, any legislation that's passed, you have to write it. The, the Congress people have to write it themselves. And
1: nothing gets done, which is... Oh, could you... Hold on. Could you imagine... If Congress people were the ones that were right in the legislation Can you imagine There's like a table Like Bernie It and would be could... shorter <laughs> <laughs> Bernie and Nancy and Kamala Just hammering out some. <laughs> yeah
0: Which The sad thing is I think People think that that's what actually happens Like
1: Yeah that's unfair. No, that's true.
0: No, and and get- out of
1: those people, by the way, I think Bernie does write legislation. I think he tries. He does. He yeah. wrote a bunch, especially in his younger years. I think he did write a bunch of the legislation, that none of which was passed.
0: <laughs> no, I think I think he had some stuff pass. No, no, I I believe zero is. The le- the legislative achievements of Bernie Sanders.
1: No, there was this bit. Gosh, I can't. People are gonna look at these last two shows, and be like, these guys really like Bernie. But <laughs> I think there was this big moment where he's like talking about, and somebody's like questioning him on the, the legislation. He's like, I wrote the bill. Nothing. Crickets. Uh, All right. Nancy didn't write anything. We'll go with that. Elizabeth Warren has not done anything to uh, regulate Wall Street. We can go with that. Or did Robocallus. Joe Biden? Did Joe Biden write the Patriot Act?
0: Did Joe Biden write? The, no, no, he did the, not. The
1: uh, the
0: military industrial complex wrote the Patriot
1: oh, Act. I am right, but on something that's so bad. <laughs> I wrote the. Bill, Bernie Sanders hits back in viral moment after Tim Ryan explains to him Vermont Senator's own health care plan. Oh
0: <laughs> well, but that it didn't get passed. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I I'm not I wasn't It's medic, you're right, it's Medicare
1: for all. Yeah. And but it didn't pass.
0: Not nothing Bernie has uh, written or you know pushed has ever actually passed.
1: He's been in Congress for too long. Is he really that inept? Well, I mean, it's I don't know. It's
0: Ron Paul didn't get a bunch of stuff passed either. So I, I personally think it's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's. I'd much rather have them not doing anything. That's. Yeah. A federal government that does nothing.
1: Yeah. Maybe just leave it to the Lincoln Project and some of the big think tanks to write the bills. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we didn't... We haven't talked too much about that. It,
0: I guess part of it is, if you... You know the, the photo of them on this... I think it was a 60 Minutes interview. Okay. With all four of them. If you can take one look at that picture... And think like, oh, yeah, those guys look, they look like they are trustworthy and know what they're talking about. Then you've got problems.
2: Um,
0: These are not the people who, when you find out they're uh, creepy, like closeted gay pedophiles, that you're like, oh, really?
1: I had no idea. (laughs) Oh yeah, they're all sitting those chairs. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. This is not
0: surprising. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny that uh, the same people that were listening to and pushing Lincoln Project stuff call everyone else grifters.
1: Yes, no kidding.
0: <laughs> Even when it's like, uh, I don't think you know what that means, but but if you look up. The Lincoln Project, that's actual grifting
1: <laughs> China-linked Sequoia Capital And Bain Capital among Oh, that's the Romney Yep, among yeah. the supporters of the uh, disenfranchised Lincoln Project Many of those associated with the Lincoln Project are trying to distance themselves now
0: yeah, ooh, I, I like that's, the, uh, the ooh, co-founder that's the wrong... saying, I didn't know I didn't know Weaver very well. You know, I maybe talked to him a couple times on the phone. It's got to be... You co-founded a small organization. You can't claim that you didn't know the guy.
1: <laughs> it's got to be such a weird phone call, right? Like, ooh, that's the wrong kind of gay. This isn't going to play well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We gotta distance ourselves. They've come out as gay. Oh, that's fine. Not this kind. <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> this is the bad gay.
0: The transgender uh, mixed martial art mixed martial arts fighter who has uh, broken two um, two women's skulls so far,
1: but. Oh. Uh, don't tell me this story. That is a horrible story. Is that for real?
0: That's for real. Yeah. And uh, one of the women was like, you know I she's like, I'm a pretty strong woman and I've fought against lots of strong women and there was no one that was even close to <laughs> to her quote. And if you're asking me my opinion, I don't think uh, transgender, Females should be involved in combat sports.
1: Absolutely not. Do do you remember this? There's an old story. Let me look this up. Serena Williams. Do you remember when she played against men?
0: Serena Williams. I mean, there was going back into like the 70s. There were men versus women tennis matches, you know, which is fine.
1: Right. But like for the longest time, they, they they had said, hey, you know, she's so good. She can beat men in. In uh, tennis, because she's such a did not rank very well. <laughs> no, and you know, men. which is which. Which I'm not saying, hey, there's anything wrong with Serena Williams, but like, hold the phone, get ready for this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mentioned this briefly on the on the on the call with James Corbett. Strong gender feelings, so there is a difference. That's <laughs> it's, it's between almost like in some... women.
0: Difference between men and women, yeah. Yeah, it's a cra- it's a crazy concept for a society that uh likes to say the science says Yeah, can we at least not do combat sports, you know, oh. like golf, tennis fine. whatever. But uh boxing, wrestling martial arts stuff, like the Let's the let's not pretend that differences don't exist there.
1: So have you heard what a turf is? Yes. Okay. So yeah, trans this whole...
0: exclusionary
1: radical feminist.
0: Radical feminist. So oh. a in other words, a woman who believes that women exist
1: <laughs> and that men can't be women. This is the world we live in, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) There is Twitter wars of TERFs versus anti-transphobic peoples. Yeah, yeah. And the TERFs. Trans rights activists. Trans (laughs) rights. Nailed it. (laughs) Trans rights activists versus uh, TERFs. TERF. Um. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of where we are. So while uh, China implodes us from within.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a you know two plus two equals four. Uh, there's two genders. Just we we are getting to all that uh, confluence of the dystopic novels rolled into real life here.
1: Yeah. Just all you got to do is turn off the Internet. <laughs> yeah. Critics must be silenced for billionaires to keep profits profiting from uh, for billionaires to keep profiting from pandemic children's defense that, fund. That's the that's the article, right? Yeah, that's the article that Paul Joseph Watson was referring to. Uh, that's, from that's the one that got kicked him off. They got him kicked off Instagram, yep. too. Right.
0: When he went after. Uh, Bezos and Bill Gates. Yeah. Yep. Uh,
1: two-hour documentary was not even documentary. Two-hour um, discussion of a bunch of doctors and uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, about the uh, coronavirus vaccine and just coronavirus in general and different uh, remedies and treatments that are available. I encourage people to check that out. I will put it in the link. The link to that video in that discussion in the show notes. Very enlightening stuff. You know, there. You know, uh, I actually will share this. I had uh, my brother back in Oklahoma got uh, the corona recently. He goes to the hospital. He his his wife goes to the doctor. She says, "Hey, I'm sick." They said, "You know, we think you got corona. Let's give you a test." She says, "Okay, you know." They get the test. Okay, she has it. And uh, they said, "She says, 'Well, what can I do?'" He says, "Nothing. That's it. Go home, sleep it off. Good luck. There's no treatments, so that's all you need. We'll see you later." My brother goes in right afterwards because that's his wife. uh, So clearly, he probably has it too. Gets tested, finds out he's also positive. So he says, "Okay, what can I do?" Same doctor. Two hours later, offers him medication.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, they reach out what, to uh, what medication
0: did he offer?
1: I cannot remember, but I do know that they eventually ended up getting some sort of steroids and uh, oxygen treatment, which supposedly, you know, none of that stuff works, right? There's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. It's the COVID. The COVID will get you. Yeah. Um. You just gotta go home and sleep it off. You know, there's no hope for you. Uh maybe go go get on a ventilator, maybe go to one of Cuomo's nursing homes. So anyway, they go home and they get better after a certain amount of time and everything was fine. So, you know, there is treatment, there is things out there. There's budesonol, budesified, budesonide uh, there's ivermectin, there's hydroxychloroquine, uh oh, ZPAC. They were given the ZPAC. There you oh, go. good. Yeah, Boy, yeah. They were given they were given the ZPAC. So the my brother was offered the Z pack. His wife, mm, no Z pack for you. It Did, <laughs> didn't make That's any sense. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating, right? Like, what is going on? What is the plan? What's you know? I told my brother, that, that I thought there might be a reason for it, which I won't I won't share on air here. Uh, but completely unrelated to them, somebody else I know that I am not related to. I sp- I spoke to them a couple of days ago. They are in the medical industry. Okay. They have close friends who are also in the medical industry. Set and they both their friends got sick. They set the appointment. Go get the corona vac- or excuse me, go get the coronavirus test. Um, They're supposed to go together. The, these friends. Uh, the wife made it. The husband did not. And uh, what was it, like three hours later after the wife returned home. They got the call that both of them were positive for uh, coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, so, there you go. He had never taken yeah. the test and I'm like, this really happened? He said, "Oh yeah." I said, "This is not a story cuz you keep hearing this stuff on the news." He goes, "No, uh-huh. this happened. They showed up. Only one of them showed up. They got the call 3 hours later both of them had the coronavirus." He works in the medical field. He also said hospitals are cashing in because, you know, if they if somebody dies of heart failure, you can post-mortem test for coronavirus and if they have it you get that government kickback you know whatever it is 30 grand 32 grand and you know why wouldn't you market as that because you know hospitals have been hobbled by everybody scared to go anywhere to do anything yeah so those stories abound across i mean
0: this whole thing this whole thing (laughs) so backwards at every level like it, it should be um If you don't have symptoms, you're not sick. Go live your life. Oh, you're starting to feel sick. Okay. Here are some uh, early treatments that are cheap and effective and will make sure that you don't get super sick and end up in the hospital. And if that were, um, you know, if that were done... Man, this whole thing looks totally different.
1: But percent. I mean, yeah, they're giving heart dewormer to people in India, ivermectin and zinc. Yeah, and it's a prophylaxis. People aren't getting it. Yeah, not just not just not dying of it, not getting it. Right. So
0: yeah. So someone in your family gets it, then you take something to keep you from getting it for a couple weeks. You know, yeah. it's, this. it's not rocket science. And it's, if, if there was no federal government, you know, CDC, anything, if it's just like, hey, doctors, figure this thing out. What well, works for you? Talk to each other. Yeah. Well, this medical whole, malpractice, thing, this so. whole thing would have been handled so much better.
1: So much better. Yeah. Like, yeah, if there's no, there's a great case for anarchy yeah. or voluntarism for just letting the doctors figure this out. No centralized Bill Gates baloney. No centralized Johns Hopkins... <laughs>
0: Fauci, yeah.
1: Fauci interactive map that you can click on and watch the infections grow. And it's like straight out of the movies, you know. It's like st- straight out of the war games with Matt Straight Baker. out of Event 201. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... in. All that stuff's gone. You just have doctors talking to each other. They're going to solve this thing. we will knock it out in a couple couple weeks. Yeah. But instead, you got doctors left in the dark. You have doctors who politically are being lashed out against because they prescribed hydroxychloroquine. You know, because they they took a, a measure to get a treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, my my brother had to to go to different doctors to get anything. The doctors who had
0: moral courage who treated this thing the way they should have, they're, in some cases, they're losing their license. There's a couple doctors in Oregon that have lost their license. Just crazy. And so, you know, 99% of them just shut up and just, okay, like, what, what can I do? Well, you... You know, the CDC says X, Y, Z. Okay, I'll do that. And they would rather have someone die than to lose their license or take a risk, uh, you know? <laughs> it's like, uh, and if if we get um, single-payer health care, this all gets 10 times worse.
1: But. I don't know. I don't understand the reference. What does that mean?
0: So, single payer healthcare meaning everyone's on the same government uh, medical system, like you get in the UK. Oh, um, the UK
1: is a UK model. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, then, then it's you know totally top down, and everything gets treated the way coronavirus has gotten treated um you know I'd hopefully so the same will win the, out the same, go,
1: the same government that that uh has uh overseen the integration of green technology and in <laughs> fuels in texas is going to be the same government that's going to be in charge of health care
0: yeah the same the same government that wants to have you know a, a national power grid and things like that um yeah, wants to have national health care.
1: So, that sounds like a disaster. <laughs> yes. Well, we've come to the end of this show. Let's um, wrap it up. Yeah, I want to re- definitely wrap it up. I do. I do want to uh, encourage people to email us. Uh, We can uh, read emails on air uh, At the end of the shows We can talk about Have it be a little bit more community feel We've tried that a few times And then fell out of practice of it But I'd like to get back into the practice of it Try and make it a more community feeling Maybe we can do it at the beginning of the show Or the middle of the show I don't know But just more community feeling uh, show Uh, Because on the email forms It of course says Can we read this podcast Or can we read this on the podcast And you can mark yes or no right there. And if you do mark yes, then we can go ahead and read it. And we will. And we may, I guess, should be the, the thing to say. Uh, but in keeping with tradition, do you have any words of wisdom for us, Mr. Hoffman? Uh, you know, I always
0: think about this at the wrong time. It's yeah. I, I don't have any words of wisdom. We didn't even talk about Rush Limbaugh dying today, which was... Was that? What's your earliest Rush Limbaugh
1: memory? Oh man, I think uh, it's a it's a tough one for me because my my dad my dad listened to Rush Limbaugh like I listened to podcasts. I think yeah. that's where, I think that's where I got it. My dad listened to Rush on in the nineties, so I remember my dad listening to. All right, here, here this is a throwback. Here we'll really. F- We'll weed out the Oregon Trail slash uh, 90s <laughs> yes. generation uh, yeah. real quick here. Okay, so here we go. This will be a cool thing to kind of end it on. Uh, do you remember the home intercom system?
0: Um, no. I mean, I'm, I'm no familiar house. with intercom systems. But yeah, no house intercom.
1: big enough. So in Oklahoma, they build these big homes. They were, you know, and they would have intercoms in them. I remember two of them, so they were built. I think they're built in like the seventies or eighties. Both my houses that I lived in as a kid, and they both had like an intercom system. But uh, in the uh, in the head intercom system, which was at the bottom, uh, which is in that, which was in the living room, actually, we had a super fancy one that had this like, you know, wood brown paneling, <laughs> <laughs> but it had a radio in it. So you, oh, could, so you actually, could just play it through the. Yeah, intercom. you literally just turn the radio on at the at the home intercom system, and then go through the house and turn on the each intercom that you wanted to play the radio. So you know, most of us, the kids, we kept our intercom. Off or just in like an alert mode In case somebody used it And we never used it We never like yelled through the intercom It was never a thing My parents just yelled at us Get down here Okay So <laughs> <laughs> Anyway um, But my dad My dad kept that Kept on uh, Rush Limbaugh And then he would turn the intercom on In his office And then so he'd just be in there Working away or doing whatever And listening to EIB network All the ditto heads There <laughs> And uh, listen to Rush, and I—I I can't be more than I'm going to say eleven to fifteen there. So we're talking ninety-one to ninety-five.
0: Yeah, I remember the um, America Held Hostage Day number, or the, and then he would count down the days till the end of Bill Clinton's term. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it was his first term, so it turned out that we America was held hostage four years after that. But, um, no, that's what I, I remember hearing that in the car. So
1: Yeah. Yeah, here's hoping, here's hoping the guy's resting with Jesus. Uh, who knows? Um, he was a yeah. big part of a lot of people's lives. I feel like a lot of people feel like they lost a friend. Mm-hmm. And I know that kind of sounds crazy or corny, but when you spend that much time listening to somebody talk, you know you get to know him probably a little bit yeah yeah and
0: i haven't really listened to other than the occasional clip um you know i haven't been a big limbaugh listener but
1: me neither me neither he he was
0: you know he was pretty
1: pro-war in the early 2000s and that kind of turned me turns me down you know that's you and me and that's kind of what i talked about in the court report this last week was just you know that interview with james where, where i was just you know we, we we almost started off as like an anti-war podcast
3: mm-hmm.
1: and then your book and then we kind of moved into other things so we just you know if you were pro-war we were anti-you so and that included <laughs> obama and rumsfeld and all of the uh the deep state and unfortunately at the you know rush rush never really said no war No, Um, maybe maybe recently, maybe in his older age, he did. He wasn't that old though. How I mean, how old was this guy? Seventy. Seventy. There you go. Yeah. I did. did, uh, uh,
0: Apparently, he told uh, Glenn Beck. uh, This was Glenn Beck talking to Tucker Carlson about Rush Limbaugh, and only Glenn Beck. Could uh, manage to make it all about himself for the most part. But uh, he said that Limbaugh told him, you know, I don't worry about the people who aren't listening to my show. I worry about the people who are listening to my show. Um, and that's a, you know, for all the Twitter posts today about how Limbaugh used to read the names of vic- victims of who died of AIDS and then ring a bell and celebration and, and cheering. It's like, no, that, that never happened, but that's kind of the, you know, if you try to structure what you do around the people that hate you and are never going to listen to it anyway, it won't go well.
1: So absolutely. That's great. Great. Those are the words to live by right there, Andrew. You came <laughs> up, with, You came up with words of wisdom in the end anyway. There you go. As you said, I think Twitter was trending "rest in piss" today, so that's yes,
0: great. yeah, classy.
1: Yeah. Um, so talking, the Twitter echo chamber continues. I will it, not. There do was a it, right, right.
0: Uh, that that classy expression, and then uh, Satan and Alex Jones were also trending, and so there were lots of posts like oh, I thought. I thought Alex Jones had died, too. I was so excited. Uh, you know, lots of... Just...
1: Time to heal. Yeah. Biden's yeah. in office. Time to heal. <laughs> Time to heal. We're, to we're heal. healing. We're healing. <laughs> everybody yes. heal. I feel I feel better. You feel better. We all feel better. Time to heal. Yeah. Right. Let's just kick everybody with descending views off of this platform. Yeah. Uh, everyone...
0: Uh, Every Republican or conservative can be boiled down to a white supremacist um, monster who deserved to deserve to die.
1: Well, for everyone out there who is listening, we are not white supremacists. We are just (laughs) just regular guys who are trying to to live in this in this world.
0: And we we will not we promise not to celebrate uh, when Bill Gates dies.
1: Yeah, v- yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember? The, do you remember when uh, everybody celebrated that Osama bin Laden died? Which time? <laughs> no, I knew. I knew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the 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 phony death or the
1: the 2011 the thing or, or like is it
0: 2011? The, the, the most the recent.
1: Obama, the Obama. The end of one. the
0: psyop.
1: Yeah. The Obama one. I remember we talked about it on the show. We talked about how we're like, wait, what? What are you guys celebrating? Like, why? And there was like Christians. Like, I remember a Christian radio station was like, yeah, Osama bin Laden died. I was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Like, why? Why are you excited? What is happening right now? He, he died in. Uh, he died nine years ago. Why is why is everybody <laughs> making a big deal about it now? Yeah, he. You got thrown off of the Carl Vinson? What what kind of sense does that make? Burial at sea, the old Muslim <laughs> burial. <laughs> oh yes,
0: all all Muslims <laughs> must be buried at sea.
1: My point is, you're missing you're missing <laughs> my point, man. You're missing my point. Is that we everybody was supposed to be celebrating that that, that, that Bin Laden died, but we weren't, and I don't we felt wow. like other Christians shouldn't be. So anyway, let's all get out of here. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening.
2: A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at Revelations Radio dot com. To contact Andrew and Tim or to support
0: Revelations Radio News, please visit Revelations Radio dot com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts
2: at Revelations Radio dot com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you see?